This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community to help us all become better investors. Now, if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome and massive congrats for uh, getting on the investing journey. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode number one. While we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal circumstances. All information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only. But with that said, my name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my Equity Buddy Ren, how are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Excited for this episode. I've been loving this whole series. We're getting towards the end, which is sad, but one thing that I remember us speaking early days of Equity Mates when we were still trying to get our head around this whole world of investing, we heard about equal weight ETFs and it was something that really piqued our interest and there wasn't a lot in Australia at the time. Good news is... ATF providers must have heard us because <laughs> we're starting to see more and more equal weight ETFs come to market. So as investors, it's important that we understand what's a market cap weighted ETF, what's an equal weighted ETF, and when would we invest in either of them? That's what we're going to answer in today's episode. That's it. And we are loving hearing questions from the Equity Mates community in response to this series. We went out and asked for questions and have built this episode around the questions that we're coming in. And we've and we've got one specifically around this topic. Hey, Equity Mates. I've heard you guys talk about this before, but I'm always forgetting and a bit confused. What exactly is the difference between an ETF that talks about equal weight and market cap? And like, should I ever be looking at one over the other? And uh, a massive thank you for to Global X for supporting the Under the Hood series and for providing access to some of their experts to help us unpack these questions. And we're bringing back to the studio, Jessica Lung. Jessica, welcome. Thanks for having me back, guys. So Jess is a portfolio manager at Global X, uh, who are a leader, leading player in the ETF industry with over a million clients in 95 countries, 30 targeted products and an e- industry leading research team. So today, equal weight, market weight, I can't wait. <laughs> to get stuck in. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, That's a good thank one. you. Thank you. Thank you. I guess we've got to start with some definitions. Well, let's start with the ETF that we're looking at today. Sure. Global X FANG plus ETF. The ticker is FANG. Ticker is F-A-N-G. So you can uh, follow along at home. That's what we're going to go under the hood for and you will find out why in a moment. Well, now let's get to your definitions. 
Let's start with definitions. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well played. How many times can we get it in? Let's start with the most common, which would be market cap weight, yep. which is probably how most of us who invest in ETFs, that's the type of ETF that we'd be investing in. So what is market cap weight? So market cap weighting is when a stock or its percentage is proportional to the market value uh, on the share market. So that just means shares outstanding times the price. Mm. So if Apple is double the size of Facebook or Meta now, then the ETF will have double the amount of Apple than it does Meta. Correct. Makes sense. Sweet. So that's pretty straightforward. (laughs) And for people who are used to the market indexes, the ASX 200, the S&P 500 in the US, FTSE 100 in the UK, they're all market cap weighted. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so when you look at top 10 holdings of a market cap weighted, it's in order of the company. Of largest to smallest. Largest to smallest. The company that has the largest market cap through to the company that has the smallest cap. A classic example of this is the S&P 500, the 500 largest companies by market cap. Didn't I just say that? Did you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doubling down on it. (laughs) So that's uh, market cap weighted, Mm -hmm. equal weighted. Yeah. So equal weight means all stocks have equal weight. So for example, Fang has 10 stocks, so each stock is 10%. So kind of think about it as, you know, if the whole index or ETF was a pie, the market sh- market cap weighting means each stock, its slice is just proportional to its size. Mm. Whereas then an equal weight is each slice has the same size. So uh, in a market cap weighted ASX 200 ETF, BHP is the biggest company in Australia and it's about 11%. Whereas in an equal weight ASX 200 ETF, all 200 companies would be get the same amount. Uh, so they would each have 0.5%. Yeah, so one divided by 200. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Wow, Jess is good. So the, the next question then that comes to mind, Jess, is what, what's the difference between the two from a performance point of view? Mm-hmm. Is one better than the other? If I've got Ren's example of an equal weight ASX 200 and a, and a market weight, how should I be thinking about the two? Yeah, so going back, I guess, to your example of the S&P slash ASX 200. So can you guys take a guess? So this is as of the end of March. What's the cumulative weight of the largest 10 names in the index? In, Ooh, oh, that's a good For question. ASX 200. Yeah, so you mentioned BHP was 11%. So now what about I'm gonna the guess other nine? CBA, CSL. Yeah, so your big four. For the top yeah. 10, did you say? Yeah, top 10 in total. I'm say like 68%. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to go high, but I feel... I'll go 67% and we're (laughs) the closest wins. Well, unfortunately, you guys both are a bit off. It's actually 47%. But that's still a lot. That's still close to half of the index. That's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your 10 names out of the whole 200. Here's a question now. I don't know if you've got this data handy, so we might need to do a bit of research. What about the bottom 10 names? And less than 1%. Easily less than 1%. They're actually so small that I need another decimal place on the website I'm looking at because they're all listed at 0.0%. Yeah. Yeah, so that brings a good point. So although if you do hold a fund that tracks the S&P slash ASX 200 index, so you may be diversified in terms of the number of names, so 200 names, but is your exposure really diversified then, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why I guess one way to address this is actually exclude them. So timing actually works out well for this because we're just launching a new fund. So it's OZXX. 
So that's the ticker, or it's a Global X Australia X Financials X Resources ETF. So one way is to just exclude your largest names or your largest sectors, so that's being financials and resources, or you can go equal weight. Yeah. Yeah, right. Nice. So in equal weight, BHP at number one and Lake Resources at number 200 have exactly the same amount of impact on your returns. Mm. And so I guess the question is, historically, has a market cap weighted index or an equal weight index done better? I get, Or does it just depend on the market? So historically, if we now move on to the S&P 500, so like you said, the 500 largest names listed in the US, Ecoweight has historically mm. outperformed. So let's just look at calendar year 2022. Yep. Ecoweight outperformed the market cap by 6.3%. Wow. Yeah. I was just going to say it's because equal weight, equal voice is how I think about it. Like Equal <laughs> okay. representation. Equal representation. Like you're giving the 200th company the same chance to contribute to the performance of the ETF than you are the number one company in an equal weight. To build it even further, uh, the smaller companies that are forcing their way into mm. these indexes, they have to grow into yeah. it and they're in a bit more of a growth phase. Having a larger like punch. Mid, yeah, well, they're like mid-cap stocks that are growing into large-cap stocks mm. and so just historically they've grown faster than large-cap stocks which grow at, you know, the rate of immigration or the rate of inflation or whatever the market's doing, you know. Mm. CBA, consistent, not spectacular. Yeah, or yeah. it's like in this S&P 500 example, the top holdings were tech, which got smashed, but you might find that there were 100 other companies in there contributing that weren't in tech and mm. weren't smashed as much, which is hence why you're getting a bit of performance. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys are the experts here. Am I needed for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> sounds well, like you guys have got, have got the understanding down pretty well. Well, I, I, you know, as we were saying, we've been calling for equal-weighted uh, indexes for years. The flip side, we should say, because we're, like, we are, it sounds like we're making the case for equal weight, but we should say that the past, what, 15 years in America is a classic example where market cap weights have been really strong because it's been Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, the biggest companies that have also been really fast growing. So, Well, actually, yeah. even if we look back 20 years, uh, the equal weight has actually outperformed on annualised basis. By how, by how much? <laughs> I think close to 1% per year. Oh, nice. Mm. That makes a difference over 40 years. Yeah, so compounding definitely yeah. makes there a huge difference. Yeah, so... So why are there not as many equal weights available as there are market cap? Is that just because index providers? Yeah, just I think go it's a demand thing. Maybe <laughs> what, what, what you're going to say. There? Maybe people just aren't aware of equal weight, or they don't understand. Maybe they just think when they buy the ASX 200 that that is equal weight and not market cap weight. Well, now that they are aware, just expect lots of contacts from yeah. the Equimates community asking you guys to create more equal weight mm. products. Yeah, but let's just recap. So let's actually go to the reasons why an equal weight tends to uh, outperform a market cap weighting historically. So like you guys mentioned, it's actually because it has small cap tilts. So smaller companies tend to outperform large companies over time. So, you know, your larger companies are more well-established. They're just, just uh, trading along very steadily while your small ones, you know, there's a larger chance for them to do very well. Mm. So in an equal cap weighting, it's more so that success over long term is determined by whether you are exposed to those small number of names that do really well. So equal weight means equally exposed. Yeah. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So let's turn to an equal weight ETF in the GlobalX portfolio, uh, in the GlobalX range of products, the FANG Plus ETF. And before we even talk about what's in the ETF... Uh, how do we know it is equal weighted? If I hadn't just said it in the introduction there, <laughs> if we just came across it and we were researching it, how would we know that it was equal weighted or, mar- or if it was market cap weighted? Yeah, so uh, ETFs issuer's website is always your best friend and tool. So in this case, it will be globalxetfs.com.au. Just hop on and then there will be other documents such as a fact sheet or the PDS and it should be all covered in there. Right. So full transparency, I do own Fang Plus, but uh, Ren, when we now go and look at the website, uh, it is a little confusing because the percentages aren't all the same. We've got AMD at 10.5%, Apple at 10%, Snowflake at 9.5%, and the list goes on, but it's not an equal representation of 10% across the board. Well, Bryce, correct me if I'm wrong, but 9.5% is not equal to 10.5%. You're damn right. (laughs) (laughs) So Jess, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, so when we mean equal weight, it means that equal weight when we rebalance the fund. So the fund is rebalanced every third Friday, so it follows most, um, I mean, third Friday in March, June, September and December. So So every calendar quarter. Quarter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it follows the same schedule as like your S&P 500 or most uh, bigger indices. It's kind of rough that they make you rebalance on a Friday because I assume there's a lot of work that then happens on that Friday. Like, why wouldn't you just rebalance on a Wednesday? (laughs) Give everyone a couple of days to get it sorted. Yeah, that's uh, index rebalance days are not my favorite days. <laughs> When's the next rebalancing? So the next one will be third Friday, June. Nice. I'm going to jump on because it'd be quite satisfying seeing an even 10 across the board. Ooh. True. Oh. We'll put it, uh, Bryce will rebalancing put it, day. Bryce will put it on our socials. <laughs> yeah. well, That's a commitment. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint, but it, you won't actually ever see it at 10 or very unlikely. Okay. So if I told you that the fund is rebalancing today. Yeah. At 4.10 when the market closes, every stock needs to be 10%. How would you do it if you needed to rebalance the fund today? I'd call you up That's and your say, <laughs> Surely it's possible. Well, if I'm putting the trades on for tonight, say, for yeah. US markets, I'm not sure which way the markets are going to go. I'm not sure what the stock performance is. So it's really actually hard to get 10% exactly. So that's why we've recently changed the methodology. So two days before the third Friday, so on the Wednesday, they actually set at 10% and then they drift. Okay. Right. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's just... Dashed all our I'm sorry, it wasn't a satisfying answer. So just to put a bow on that, the fact that AMD is at 10.5% and Snowflake is at 9.5% means when you rebalance, they were both at 10 or thereabouts. But then since that rebalance, AMD's share price has gone up and Snowflakes have gone down. And that's why they've drifted in those directions. Yeah, that's right. Makes sense. So with that said, let's go under the hood. We always want to start with the key information. So uh, what is it trying to achieve, this ATF, aka the purpose, and then how is it trying to achieve that with the index it tracks? So 
What, what are we trying to achieve here? So this one, invest in companies at the leading edge of next-gen tech. So your mega disruptors, your innovators. Uh, and it does that by tracking the NYSE FANG Plus Index. Nice. Easy. Makes sense. So the fees are 0.35% um, and the performance... As we know, tech has done incredibly well over the past few years. Uh, the fund has returned 23.6% over the past three years. Uh, it hasn't been listed. Uh, that's since inception, Jess? Yeah, 23.6%. Yeah. Uh, and over the last 12 months, it's returned 2.2%. Hasn't been a good 12 months Hasn't for been. Tech. It's been a, mm. a more challenging. Now, the geography. Boy, oh boy, 99.9% in the US. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I bought it, uh, it had some exposure in other countries. Mm. So what's happened? So we've actually had a recent index methodology change. So we actually do listen to you guys because I remember a few episodes back, you were questioning why, why, is Baidu in, in Fang and not Tech? Oh no, and not Tencent. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. once upon yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, we've actually reached out to the index provider, given them some feedback, and we've actually changed <laughs> but the Tencent's index methodology. In yeah. So what <laughs> <laughs> so what's actually happened is that now companies are required to be incorporated in the US. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that removes your ADRs and GDR. So ADR is American Depository Receipt. So which just means that other stocks can, overseas stocks can list in the US yep. and GDRs is Global Depository Receipts. So that means that Chinese companies like your Alibaba and Baidu have since been removed. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we did first look at this uh, ETF, there were Chinese companies, but yeah, it was only if they had that that product in, a, yeah. in America, yeah. So US companies at the leading edge of next-gen technology. Yeah, and it's not just Chinese companies that aren't in it. Uh, I think you were saying, Bryce, ASML, the Gone. lithography company from the Netherlands, mm. not in there anymore. Absolute ripper. So that's why you don't just look under the hood once. You got to keep yeah. looking under the hood. Mm. Great point, great yeah. point. Thanks, what, I, what, I, what I thought I bought has changed. And I'm sure I got an email about it. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess to cover off some of the other index changes. So now, as the fund is called, it's FANG+. Plus. So your starting point is going to be your FANG. So your Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Microsoft, and Google, or essentially the FANG-Ms. And then to qualify for the other remaining four stocks, they need to be a consumer discretionary, media and communications, or technology names, and of course, have to be listed on the NASDAQ. So the other four names are AMD, mm-hmm. NVIDIA, so two uh, microchip semiconductor companies, Tesla, heard of it? Heard of it. <laughs> and Snowflake, which yes. is one you were surprised by. Yeah, I was, um, but good seat in there. So Jess, uh, Fang Plus, where would it fit in someone's portfolio? So we think that FANG fits quite well in a core satellite strategy. So maybe taking a step back, going back to the NASDAQ 100 index or the S&P 500 index, your largest weights by market cap are the names in the FANG plus uh, ETF and as well the contribution to the stock returns. So if we look at uh, index 100's year-to-date return of 20% and then FANG plus year-to-date return is, I think, 36%, the key contributors to the NASDAQ's 20% is actually from the names. So in terms of this one, it's not really about picking the winner, but getting equal representation, you know, to these winners that we know are contributing to performance. And uh, so you want exposure to your disruptive tech and innovating names. So maybe it might um, 
sit in your core and sometimes it's not always about choosing this one or the other. Maybe this one can complement your core to smooth out returns over the long term or you can also be used as a thematic tilt towards mega trends as a satellite. 10 stocks, um, all equal weight. So as we said at the top, they all have the same chance of contributing to the performance. So if Apple shoots the lights out, it's not going to, uh, well, I mean, it'll contribute just as much as if Tesla shoots the light out, lights out, if Snowflake shoots the lights out. You're not just relying on those big heavy hitters making up 60% of the of the um, of the portfolio they all have an opportunity to contribute um, so guys we set out at the top to understand what uh, equal weight is versus market cap weight there are equal weight opportunities available as we've discussed um, there's some coming to market through global X but it's definitely something to to add to the toolkit like there's definitely value in it as we've as we've unpacked that it does outperform for the examples that we gave i'm not going to we're not going to say that it always outperforms in all instances no we're not going to say that because it's not true it's not true and and let's just yeah clear it up uh equal weight although it has historically outperformed it also means it's more risky and more mm. volatile so mm. not all pluses there are also risks associated yeah. with it as well good point good point so keep it in mind because um yeah they're not prolific but they are out there and uh if you're looking to you know diversify or have slightly different investment strategies, understanding how equal weight can play a part in your portfolio is certainly important. But Jess, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you to Global X for supporting uh, the Under the Hood series. We are we are getting close to the end. We've got two more to go and we're really starting to now close out uh, our toolkit of uh, understanding how to actually analyse uh, ETFs when we're, when we're building our own ETF portfolio. Global X are a leading player in the ETF industry. They've got a robust platform with over 30 targeted products globally, trusted reputation with over 1 million clients in 95 countries, and they're uniquely positioned to identify and analyze disruptive companies with their industry-leading research team. And we've been able to shine a light on some of the really disruptive ETFs within their portfolio of uh, products. For more information, head to globalxetfs.com.au to find out or to go under the hood of the products that we've discussed. But Jess, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back again. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.